I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You mentioned you were in a plane crash and you broke your back. So mm. obviously that's got to be a very, very scary feeling because plane crash, there are not a, normally a whole lot of survivors. So what's going through your mind as the plane is starting to grow, go down? I don't remember anything. When the second engine shut down, we were at 6,000 feet. And I don't remember. The first thing I remember is back then they were putting this. You remember the, the ambulances? Like, yeah. Where they were, not, were racks, not right. not the luxury right. like yeah. today, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just remember them saying, "I think we might lose this one." And that and, was you. I, I thought they were talking about me. No, oh. it wasn't me. It was it was um, the the pilot that eventually died. Okay, yeah. But we, I, you know, we couldn't talk. And I woke up, and but the funny thing is, I was wrestling Wahoo that night, and we we're talking about the kayfabe, right? Mm-hmm. Wahoo and I were were rest, were a big angle. And Val- Johnny Valentine and Tim Woods were. Okay. Well, Woods walked out of it, and by God, he went. He went to the sh- we, the territory would have died. They'd all fallen out. We were not playing together, and and Wahoo. When Wahoo came in, they just, this is all. This is Wilmington where Mike's from, right? Mm-hmm. When Wahoo came into the hospital, he came in running, and it scared him. But I thought he was coming in to beat me up. Right. Because because what, what had happened is, I had hit him. With a, with a table leg and the angle we shot. Right. And a, a nail, the table leg didn't break right. Right. And I hit him with a nail, put 40 stitches in his head. Wow. So, and they play and all that. The hospital was They called the cops. They <laughs> <laughs> come and see if I was okay. Right. I lay on a metal table and they said, boy, all right. You know, he was right. Right. Well, he ran hard, man. I read on the, where you switched seats. No. That didn't, that didn't happen? No. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, yeah, I did want to. I did want to. I like sitting in the front seat, right? Uh, but Johnny wanted, and I, Johnny is senior. But had you not been in, had you been in that seat, could the outcome have been different? 
Oh, entirely. They they, they pulled John. Well, John didn't have a seatbelt on. Right. right. So John, they pulled John up right here, right? Um, pulled his arms out of the dashboard. Wow. Like this. And, of course, the pilot ate the steering wheel. Right. And you said the pilot ended up dying. Yeah, a year, a year later. Right. So how was how severe was, was John? John Paralyzed. They, they, just, they, they couldn't treat people in Wilmington. Right. And by the time they, they flew him in a military plane, he and Bob Bruggers, to uh, Houston. Mm -hmm. But by the time they got there, with, you know, that, that kind of stuff needs to be treated right Immediately. Away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, so what was what was your recovery? So how long? I went, I went from two fifty five to one eighty, and they first of all, first of all, they said I wouldn't wrestle again, and then um, six months later, the doctor said there's something wrong. It's kind of like, did the thought of not wrestling again ever cross your mind? Yes. Yeah. Was that the first and only time that the thought of wrestling might not happen again crossed your mind? Have there ever been any other injury or any other situation in which you say, you know what, there's a chance I don't wrestle again? No, that was a B. Everything else I was fixable. Rotator cuffs, Jim Andrews, you know, everybody knows that Jim Andrews, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jim used to say to me, every time I work on you, it's like putting a piece together, an old, like <laughs> putting a piece of old leather together. Right. Because my Terry said it was the size of a quarter. On both my rotators. Wow. Because I waited so long to do it. So now you, you, you survive that. You come out. Nobody can tell that you went through this this tragic injury. Mm -hmm. Did you not? Did you feel different? Did anything about you? Did you change the way you wrestled? Did no, you change uh, anything? No, it just took me a long time to, to land on my back. Right. And I used to remember, there was no pay phone, no, no cell phone back then. I, right. I would call the doctor at home. On the payphone, right in the lobby, people going, "Hey, woo, Rip Flair, right?" I'm going, "Doctor Johnson, you sure I can do this?" He said, "There's only one way to find out." Right. I can't guarantee everything. <laughs> I, mean, I would call him every day. But when you did, but when you, when you fell, when they threw you, slammed you on your back, or you fell on your back for the first time, and you like, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. You know, that actually, I was okay with that. The hardest thing was going into the turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah, the heart, boom. Yeah, and I mean, and then like taking a backdrop. So George Scott, the unsympathetic guy that he was, he made me wrestle an hour every night in 1976 until I took a backdrop. That's right. where that's where the guy throws you in, right? Right. And lifts you up, flip, and you flip it. Yeah. yeah. So finally one night I said, I'm not doing another hour in front of 200 people in farm Farmville. Uh, Virginia, right? I took it. I was fine, but it, it's like everything else. You gotta, you gotta try it out. You lost weight. You took the insurance settlement. Do you say? Did you take the insurance settlement and and, and bought a caddy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Coupe de Ville. Coupe de Ville. Yeah. Did did the did you need to get the caddy to be part of the persona to be the nature boy to exactly. be Rick Flair? It exactly. had to be a caddy. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes. You only come through one time. Why not pass by in a Cadillac? <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you drive that car from city from yeah. location to location? Mm -hmm. Wow. So it's not like it is now because these guys now do they do they still wrestle like you guys? They don't do it like they like you guys did it. Do they? Did they wrestle in small cities and? Yeah, they don't, no, no they're, but they're much more sophisticated. But they they still work. Like my daughter's schedule is 
she'll wrestle 155 matches. Right. And then if you're on top now, the difference for us is if you're on top in, in our business now, even on your days off, you're doing media. Yeah, you're doing promotion. All, yeah. all day long. Right. Radio. I mean, it's not like you ever have time off. Right. So because when you had the, you had the belt, you still had to wrestle. You still had your obligations, although they weren't like what they are now. Yeah. But you still, like you said, you was wrestling twice on Sunday, twice on Monday, and you probably had a couple of gigs on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, of course I did. And I didn't want one year, uh, well, actually three years, but one year, the, the most I ever wrestled was 425 times in one year. 425? In one year. There's only 365 days. I know, I'm talking about remember twice on Saturday. Yes. Saturday, yeah. yeah. So what did your body feel like? And it and, and never bothered me. But you didn't know any better? No. Do you think there's someone that wrestled more in a calendar year than what you did that 425? Um, I doubt that, but I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure I've wrestled more because I, here's my deal. I, I, I tell people this and they just can't believe it. I was in Melbourne or in uh, Sydney, one hour, right? Right. Flew to Auckland, right? One hour, right? Mm -hmm. Flew to Christchurch, right? Mm -hmm. One hour. Flew to um, St. Louis, one hour with Harley Race, right? Flew to Atlanta. One hour with Dusty Rhodes, right, and took off for Tokyo. Wow, <laughs> one week. In one week, so that's that's a lot. Twenty of, plus thousand miles. That's a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you speak of your relationship with Harley. Mm -hmm. um, Harley was when I was growing up. He had the belt. Like he was the man. Harley Race was the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever wrestle Nick Botwinkle? Yeah, oh sure, one in one in in Winnipeg. Right. Yeah, Nick was great too, but Harley Race is your kind of guy. Yeah. So you believe so Shannon Ricky <laughs> took Rogers gimmick to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> so who you if give me your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Well, my Mount Rushmore See, I, I, it's hard to do because I, I, I obviously love the old, guy, old right. guys, but in a, in a contemporary world, it's Undertaker, mm -hmm. Hogan, Austin, and uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Because Shawn is the greatest of all time. Really? Yes. Better than you? Yep. Yep. Not not talking, but right. in the ring, yeah. Right. I, gotta, I'm gonna, I, gotta, I can't. I can't. You got to give it I, up to I, him. I knew that the day I came home, and my little son, Said, can you do a moonsault? I said, why? 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 Shawn Michaels can. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it like when you when your first match against Andre the Giant? What was that like when it they told you, okay, Rick? It was so ridiculous. Because <laughs> he's a mass, a uh, mountain of a yeah, man. He just took me over the head like, he said, boss, just have a relax. Normally, I would say, I used to say to Big Show, right? <laughs> Big Show tells that story. Can I use semi-graphic language? Sure, go ahead. That's how I would if go. it's too bad, we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll no, 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 I would go to Big Show, sell your balls and your eyes. That's all you need to do. Right. So I give him a ball shot. Right. Big Show dropped to his knees. He's my size now. Right. Boom, boom. I, I, I can actually work with him. Right. But when he's standing up, not right. a chance, right? Yeah. If I blind him, he can turn, 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 blind me. When I poke him, blind the eye, walk away from me, and anybody... 120 pound 
uh, defensive back, you right. clip a guy. Right. You, go, you start to think of a, a logic. Right. Because no one's going to believe, not going to have a test of strength with him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, and he's a great athlete. Man, he played basketball at Wichita State. Right. Who who was who's bigger, Big Show or Andre? Andre, five forty. He was that. Yeah. And com- they tell the story of him drinking yeah. hundred and two uh, cans of beer. Six. I was with him. Downtowner in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Frank Vaughn drank fifty six. <clears throat> that was his original manager. I uh, I was re- looking listening to his documentary, mm-hmm. and they and he was so massive, and he was going to have surgery. And they didn't really know how much anesthesia to give him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they said, well, he can drink. I think they said two fifths of vodka. And it's like, OK. And so they deduced two fifths of vodka and still walk. I mean, for a man to be drink two fifths of vodka or 102 cans of beer and stand up and walk out of a bar. That's not that's not normal, Rick. No, well, he, he doesn't. He, a couple of times he fell down. Well, who got him up? Well, they didn't. You know what happened? They took, they took him to his room in Boston one time, and he fell down on top of Pedro Morales. Oh. In, in between, and he was caught between the bed, and Pedro couldn't get out from underneath him. He literally, had, they fought like it had, you know, 500 pounds on top of him. Right. And all you can do is try to nudge the bed over. Right. He was... He, he just fall asleep. They just leave him in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you, how do you like okay okay Andre uh, Rick's gonna win tonight or this guy's gonna win because nobody can really beat him if he didn't want to lose. No, exactly. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> so was he was and, he? And here's the thing. Harley used to suplex him. Yeah. And so I would say you'll like this story. We were in Greensboro one time and he he was su- su- Harley suplexed him and slammed him and I mean, Har- Harley stood him up. Yeah. And I go, I go to Harley. <laughs> Did you ask my? I mean, I, I was so Harley had just unreal, not a weightlifter, but that body strength. Yeah, you know? Yes, yes. And um, he, I said, did you ask Harley who could do that? He's got a marble by now. Ask him what? I said, slam, suplex, kick out on two. <laughs> So he told him what was going to happen. <laughs> it was that. Nobody, nobody argued with Harley. Nobody. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite locker room moments? Oh, just the camaraderie. You know, you, you know a good locker room or a bad one, right? Yep. When you're winning, everybody's in a good mood. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Uh, my my thing is, I just want to be happy. I want right. I want to get along. It's hurt me financially mm-hmm. to, to to say that, but mm-hmm. rather than argue about it every night, right? Just beat me, right? Okay, if I got to fight you for my pay, I mean, it takes all the fun away from doing it, right? If you're not having fun, you have. There've been days I'm sure when you go, I don't I don't want to do this, right? I don't want to fight with anyone. Right. I don't want to be part of it. Did was it hard? To be in a locker room or wrestle someone that you didn't like, or did you not, or did you get along with everybody? Oh, there are a couple of guys I didn't really get along with, it, but you don't, you don't, you just, you just internalize. You don't bring that to work, though. No, you can't. Just make yourself miserable. The move. So, your move was the figure four. Yes. How did you come up with that move? I got that from Buddy too. Mm-hmm. That, well, actually, Jack Briscoe. Right. I did ask Jack if I could use it. Right. 
Um, Jack was great. Um, Jack and Jerry Briscoe. Jack and Jerry. But listen, Jack Briscoe, junior Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, right? Right. 31 and 0, 31 pins. No one scored a point on him. Wow. He was going to the Olympics and he got a girl pregnant. You know, back then, that yeah. took that took precedent. Yeah. yeah. You got you got a job. Yeah. <laughs> 31 and 0, no one took him down. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think about that. When I talk to Jerry, and Jerry's still tougher now. To this day, mm-hmm. I see Jerry quite a bit. How many different wrestlers do you think you've wrestled over your career? God, everybody. Not not the new guys now, but I haven't missed anybody. Yeah, because I remember you wrestling from, yeah, like you said, yeah, the, uh, Black Eric, Jack Mulligan, yeah. Hulk Hogan, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Andre yeah, the Giant, yeah. Bobo Brazil, Abdullah the Butcher, yeah. Dusty Rose, Wahoo, Wahoo, Mr. Wrestling number one, number two, two. yep. Um, Baron Von Raschke. Baron so, Von Raschke, the, the, the great Baron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so how do you, how what difficult was it to go from good guy to heel back and forth? Because you're one of the few guys that could do it, right? Yeah, but I, I was, a, I hated being a good guy. Did you? Yeah, because I, I don't have any, I don't have that, I, I don't drop kick, right? I mean, right. And I, all I got, all I really have is a, a good guy is, is a chop and a woo. Right. I mean, I, I, I still would rather be taking the bumps. I'm better. You better. I'm much better at being a heel. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, Andre the Giant, Sting, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, The Giant, Kevin Nash, Undertaker, Stone Mm -hmm. Cold, Big Show, Triple H, Booker T, The Rock, Rowdy Piper. Who's who? To name name a few. To name a few. And a lot of a lot of them, our younger generations, like I said, we go back and you talk about Abdullah the Butcher, Bobo Brazil, Thunderbolt Patterson, uh, uh, the Junkyard Dog. All those guys, Tony Atlas. Yeah, that was a big, that was a, a, a oh, rivalry. Yeah. Tony, I, I broke him in the business. Yeah, yeah. Tony, a state high school champion from Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So what what was your favorite? I've, match? I've seen Tony close close grip, right? Right. Bench, bench press five oh five for eight reps. He was a he yeah, had unbelievable the, the, the tri, the tri, the tri, yeah. Really, yeah. Mr. World, I think he won. Yeah, one he um. If I'm not mistaken, I think maybe a couple of years ago I saw him still wrestling. Tony, it, I don't know. Is is he is he your he's brought your age, isn't he? He's younger than me, younger. but I broke him in. Yeah, he's probably even in the sixties though. Late sixties, yeah. or mid, yeah. Yeah. So, what was your favorite match to be a part of? If one match you says you you're gonna remember that you you remember this match forever. Um. Because they bring it up only every year, the the um, either the I Quit match I had with Terry Funk mm-hmm. in New York, Clash Champions, or the match with Steamboat, or first night I met Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. in '89, called Chi Town Rumble, where I dropped the title of Steamboat. Right. So how do when you go into a match, how do they decide? Like, okay, Rick tonight. You're gonna lose the belt, okay, Rick? Tonight you're gonna keep the belt. How did how did they come to that decision? Promoter just asks you and you do it. See, that's why I'm the, when I'm 16 champion. I'm technically I've won the title 21 times. Right. You know I told you about about New, when we were in New Zealand, right? Right. I'm wrestling Harley. Harley goes to me. Let's. <laughs> yeah, you got, I wish you could have met him. <laughs> like this, he goes. Let's do Ricardo. 
Steve Ricard was a promoter. Right. A favor, and uh, you dropped the title to me tonight. But that wasn't what was playing. No, no, but he just called it. <laughs> well, what am I going to say? Harley Race. And, you, and, I, and you, you pick her back up tomorrow, and then we head back to the States. I said, well, when I'll get in trouble, he said, no, I don't know. Who's going to tell him here? I'll tell Ricard if he says a word. I'll come back and see him personally. <laughs> sure enough, they found out. So that's 16, 17. Right. Then I had the same thing in, in San, San Domingo with Jack Veneno. Right. The hot potato. We had a full-scale riot. He tried to give me the belt. I said, I don't want the belt. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I would, went to go back and get it. Right. And then same thing in, in um, the islands were rough. Right. Trinidad with Brody. Right. Brody was a big... Tough guy, boy. Weapons, I mean, to have the brass knuckle match, yeah. you have barbed wire, thumbtacks, yeah. bats, sledgehammers. I mean, so how did how did you know to like the tape, and you, sometimes they have the tape on the wrist, and you know, how, how did you how did you know? I just wore mine on my finger. Yeah. Some guys carried it in their mouth. I, I didn't like that. No. So, and I if you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You guys carried on tape like that. Right. I kept it right there. You didn't, you weren't scared that. Never. My, I couldn't. I got to the point where I couldn't work without it. <laughs> really? <laughs> In an hour. Sometimes when you're wrestling a guy, you can't wrestle. Ten. It's like it would be like you got an eleven year old kid trying to throw to you. Right. With um, um, <laughs> trying to think who's a great corner. Oh yeah, what corner corners now? You got Pastor Tan. You got yeah. yeah you got yeah, yeah. what a guy like uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. An eleven year old kid trying to throw to you. Right. right. I, I wrestled guys. Like that, and for an hour, the abdominal stretch ain't getting it. Right. <laughs> Let me put the sleeper on. Right. I mean, the guys can't do it. Right. But the promoters, they they wanted to get that. They didn't want to get beat. They were their hometown hero. Did um, have you ever? When was the last time you wrestled a match and you didn't bleed? I didn't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, oh I, I I didn't I didn't bleed at all in the latter years of WWE. Right. No, they they he got real real strict about that. Okay. As a matter of fact, um, Jericho Jericho hit mm-hmm. me with a TV monitor. Right. When we were doing that thing with with Mickey Rourke, mm-hmm. and he he find Jericho because I didn't put my hand to block. I'm just trying not to. Right. Right. He put twenty five stitches on me. He, he didn't find me, but he find Jericho twenty five grand. Wow. And Dave Batista cut himself in a cage match one night, and Vince find him a hundred. When Vince lays a lawn on, you know, you know, you know he, no, none of that. So guys don't bleed anymore. No, wow. uh, uh, AEW allows it. Right, right, right. But it's it's not it's not mandatory. It's optional. Right. The worst injury that you've suffered. It's, it's just so fire up, you know. And I, and that's I, I and I know this is old school, but it, you grew up on old school. Mm, I did. So if you throw a guy into a Cage man, mm-hmm. bang his head, man, right, man, man. Right. and he doesn't bleed, right? Right. How is that? That's the phoniest part of it all, right? But in the old days, when you, you when you what you liked when you saw it bleeding, right? You couldn't wait to see. Yeah, what I was. see a guy get hit with a chair. I'm expecting his head to open. Yeah, up. yeah exactly. It's supposed to. Yes. So, so that's why the headshots are out. Right. But, but those are all pretty much out everywhere. What I mean, seeing you had a torn rotator cuff, tricep, staples in your head, concussions. You never had hip, knee replacement, no, any I've, never, I've never had a concussion that I know of. Really? No, I'm, I probably have, but I don't. They probably they probably didn't call them concussions back. You got yeah. your bell rung. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if if Ric Flair, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna take you all the way back. If you had to do it all over again, what would you change? I don't know. I get that. I get to ask that question a lot. I don't know. I couldn't have been a world champion. Here's what I can. When I, my best answer I can give to that is why am I getting? Why am I looking up at seventy four to be sitting here with you? That's how I look at it. That's how you look at it. So well, there obviously there's things I've done wrong. Right. But maybe I wouldn't be here with you. Right. And at 74, who, what 74-year-old ex-wrestler sitting here with Shannon Sharp? True. You're the, I mean, obviously, you know, The Rock is is right now, but it's of that old guard. No, but I mean, I'm answering a question. You, yeah, you you wouldn't. You don't. You wouldn't. How many many wrestlers does Stephen A, the highest rated thing on ESPN, I would Mm -hmm. assume, for a stake is? Mm -hmm. 
I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kill that bad dog. <laughs> He's bad dog. He, he, he bad mouthed the Harbaugh yesterday. <laughs> the first three days of the week with you guys are the best. So was was pay per view the game changer for wrestling? Yeah. So much money. Because that was when they first did the WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. The money, that's, where, that's where the big money is. Right. Yeah. But it, it's always amazing to me, and I, I'm, I'm sure you've thought about this too. When they do Raw or SmackDown mm-hmm. or AEW as their shows, Some right? Of the ass, whatever they get. The arenas, even though it's on TV, right. the arenas are sold out. And I can't imagine why anybody would want to sit in row 840 right. in the bleachers right. when you could be home watching it on TV. They want to say I was there. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's just it? like in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a football event or, yeah. you know, you at the very, very top. Yeah. But something special might happen and I can yeah. say I was at that game. Yeah. What do you think about the guys playing in Europe on all this night? Do you think they enjoy it? Yeah, they love it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. They, I didn't they, realize they go on Friday. I thought they'd go in, 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 or, some Some go on Friday, but uh, I think the Dolphins went like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, they did. But yeah. a lot of times they say like if you're not going to go over there for the whole week, it's just best to go, you know, Friday, play early Sunday and, yeah. and hightail it back. Yeah. So WrestleMania is the Super Bowl for wrestling. Yes. It's the top of the top. Yes. And if you're the last match, if you're the main event, that's how many of those have you done? I've never been to the main event. You've never been to the main event? I've never been to the main event. Why not? Um, well, you know, I'm not taking anything away from me, but I don't. I was never really a big star in WWE. That makes sense. Yeah. You, when you talk about the big stars of WWE, you're talking about the Rocks, the, the Rock, Cena, Hulk, Undertaker, right? HBK, right? I mean, all those guys. And I, I was a co-main event, I guess, with Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. But it, I didn't. I've never been on last. My daughter's been on last. Right. I haven't. Right. So. She reminds me of that periodically. <laughs> but I think the thing, I mean, without you and those old guards, there is no WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't want to say that too loud. <laughs> That's the truth. They came, they came along after. Yeah, you know, but I, I, was, I was the main event for 10, 10 Starcades. You know what that is. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And you mentioned that, 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 uh, I forget who you told me you were fighting in Puerto Rico and they tried to give you the belt. You're like, nah, I don't want the belt. San, I San Domingo. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Veneno. You're like, nah, it, nah, it, they're going to ride it. You know who's sitting in the front row watching? Albert Pujols. Really? Yeah. <laughs> First time I saw Albert. I didn't know at that time. Right. Yeah. I was like, nah, you're like, I'm, I don't want the belt. He, he became an international hero when he beat me. Wow. So how many times did that happen? And so you, I remember you said something earlier. You said like, Local promoters, when their guy was fighting, they wanted their guy to win. Yeah. And you acquiesced to that. You're Ric Flair. These guys are not Ric Flair. And you was like, okay, cool. They know they wanted me to go an hour. I, I didn't you know. The, the, what happened was that with the NWA champion, either, either the champion got his duke raised right. or, or he won an hour. Right. That was the rules. Are the rules similar now? No, no. Hours are pretty hard. It's hard with television and that to put together an hour. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some guys that can do it. Um, they're few and far between. Right. 
because they're not trained to. In, in, right. In all fairness, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're trained to be a specialist at that. Right. But I first got the bells. I thought I, I thought I was the greatest. I found out in about two weeks that I didn't know shit. <laughs> Seriously, I didn't know anything. Because what comes along with? Because I was wrestling Wahoo and guys like that every right. night. All of a sudden, I'm in Kansas City with Bob Brown. You know, or I always crack on Kansas. I feel bad, but in Wichita, in front of 200 people, right, going an hour. Whew. Wow. Is Vince McMahon the greatest wrestling promoter? Yes. What makes him so good? Afraid of nothing. He just, he used to say to me, the only thing that I compete with, and it's only, only because of their brand name, is Disney, Walt Disney. Right. <laughs> he did. I'd say to him, how do you, how do you, when you get, I got to be, you know, I could, I could talk to him. You know, we really could relate once in a while, and I'd say, "How do you? How do you? He's got, you know, how do you keep your game face on? Because he never lets the game face out, right?" Right. So, because I got three hundred people in the building here right now, they're depending on me to keep my game face on. Right. And he, he just he's, he's got he's got a set. Man. Did you always have? Did, I mean, what's your relationship relationship with him like now? Well, I don't talk to much now. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I saw him at WrestleMania last year. Um, I mean, there's a lot going on. You, right. You're not, not, no one's, it, it's not privileged information. Right. So and I just think he's on the, on, on the down low. Right. I know Taker went to uh, Saudi to watch uh, Fury mm -hmm. um, with him because um, Tyson's worked for us before. Right. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, you know Mike trained that kid. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Tyson. I think, me personally, yeah. I think Ngannou won. Yeah, me too. I'm watching. We're going. You kidding me? I think he won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So do we? When they have events they, like they, now, they paid Mike a fortune for that. Did they? Yeah. Wow. Well, he did a great hey, job. Mike's in good shape. Yeah. I just saw him the other day. Yeah. He runs every day. He's like the Super Bowl, America, like the Super Bowl. They'll bring, the NFL will bring their best players. They'll bring some of their greatest, the Lawrence Taylors, the Joe Montana, mm -hmm. the so forth and so on. They'll bring those guys back. When they have WrestleMania, do they bring the older wrestlers, the great older wrestlers back? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's still, it's, so you still feel close to, to the game, of, to the sport of wrestling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel close. I think some people are upset with me now that I went to work at AEW. I don't know why. Right. But you think that you, I guess, with, and I'm sure you feel the same way. If, if if you're acknowledging and you think I've contributed to the business, right? And I, I know I have, because I hear it every day. Right. You would think that they, they would let me do whatever I want to do. Right. As long as it doesn't affect them. Right. I'm not going to get on TV and say AEW is better. I'm not doing something stupid. Right. I'm just working. Right. That's all, that's all, that's all I know how to do. Right. But they're mad, not mad, but they, they did something I don't, I'll, I'll tell you off camera. Do, is it that you're bigger? I mean, look, they got some, but they, their stars are not you. I mean, unless it's a, The Rock or one of those guys, that guy's not you, mm -hmm. not you, Rick. Those guys that's wrestling now, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you know, everybody knows who you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in songs and everybody like, man, that's, that's the nature boy. Mm -hmm. Everybody can't have that. I know. You, you, I, I, but people begrudge me that. 
You don't. No. But you know the old saying that you want to hear someone doing good but not too good? Or not better than me. You're not better than me. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense? Yes. Oh, I forgot some of the guys that also played. Luger played football, yep. Goldberg, yep. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Yep. Yeah, Brock almost made the Vikings. Yes. And it hadn't, it hadn't played high, hadn't played a football since high school. Right. He's a beast, man. What football player did you think could be a professional wrestler now? Well, he did. You know, he did a did, did, did job. LT wrestled. Uh, yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah, LT is just a different cat, right. man. I mean, Jesus. Rodman wrestled. Dennis did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dennis not a good friend. You think Dwight Howard would be a good wrestler? Um, No. I think he's too lanky. Too lanky? Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how his knees are and all that. It's right. so, it's a stop and a start. Like, right. I love Dwight. But I don't, I, th- I think I heard he's trying to get into the NXT too, but. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit too late. It takes a while to learn your craft. Right. And then you need to be, you need to be really young to take those falls. As you get older, falls hurt more. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> takes a long time. It's like you're, our saying is time off is your worst enemy. Right. So that's why, is that why guys rush back so soon from injuries and things like that to wrestle? Because you said time off is the injury. No, I don't don't know. I mean, in terms of your your skin. Yeah. Matt Burns and stuff like that. No, I think that they, they're very conscious of people coming back too early. Right. Because, uh, you know, the, when you tear a tendon and stuff like that, and look, 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 look at this poor thing. I mean, I, I, I've never met him personally, but when I heard that uh, Watson played that whole game with that shoulder, yeah, broke shoulder. That's, that's pretty courageous. Yeah, a lot sure. of guys would walk off. I'm looking at uh, celebrity guys that's that's wrestled: Mike Tyson, Mr. Yeah. T, yep. Snoop Dogg, yep. uh, Shaq. Yep. What about Shaq? Shaq did a good job. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Mayweather, Gronk. Yeah. I mean, and now you see Logan Paul and Pat McAfee yeah. wrestling. Yeah. What do you think about Logan Paul? You think he's doing a good job? You yeah, think he's- I think he's doing a real good job. Right. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's better than some of the guys that have been doing it. But and I didn't know that Shawn Michaels was training him personally. So he's not afraid to do anything. Right. And some of that stuff he does, that for a guy that hasn't done it his whole life, Yeah, I love it. So what's, what's it like? I mean, because, you know, uh, you mentioned Lawrence Taylor, and he's a friend of yours, Pete Rose, Charles Barkley. Yeah, real good friend. Yeah. So what's it like? Because, Rick, I mean, that's I mean, you're one of the few wrestlers that have celebrities outside of your sport Mm -hmm. that embrace you. Football players, actors, actresses, uh, like I said, rappers, baseball players. Mm -hmm. They hang with the nature boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Me and Charles Barkley, he just asked me and Wendy to go to to the uh, um, who was in town. I can't remember. Um. Anyway, to a concert in Atlanta, right. but we were in Florida. Right. Yeah. How he's got he's, he's, you know he owns a, a suite in the Ritz. Yeah. In Atlanta, he bought he bought a, he bought a suite. So he stays down there yeah. now, huh? Just still traveling back and forth because he got a place I think in Philly and in yeah, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Um, you wrestle fifty years, and Tom Brady played twenty three years. LeBron is now in year twenty one. What is it? that allows you to wrestle as long as you did at the level in which you did and guys like Tom Brady and LeBron to play as long as they have at the level they have? Well, for LeBron, I think it's just 
number one, he's got an unusual gift, but he also trains like a madman. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think that Tom Brady, you know, for that mild mannered demeanor and that, I've heard I've heard that he's a brutally fierce competitor. Yes. I mean, he's not afraid to scream at somebody. Yeah. But you don't see that when he, all you see is this incredibly handsome guy. You yeah. Know? But I've heard that, he's, that he just pushes himself. Right. And he, and he expects everybody else. He'll let a guy know if he drops the ball. You know what I mean? Right. When you, you kept wrestling and people were saying, um, man, Rick, is he tarnishing his legacy, man. He needs yeah. to just go out on top, man. He looks, when you hear that, I know what I'm going to say when I hear it next time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just was on China Sharp Show. Where were you? <laughs> but you didn't feel like it's your legacy. You felt you should be able to wrestle as long as you wanted yeah. to wrestle. Considering your contributions, yeah. you should be able to like, hey. But I want to do. Right. And, and, and then once again, if, if you could do it, you would too. Right. And not, not you. No. The, the, the other people. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> The match Shawn Michael at WrestleMania 24 in 2008, it was praised as the match of the decade. Is that when you actually wrestled him? Is that when you realized just how great he was? Or no, you knew? No, no, I knew how great he was before that. I had no self-confidence back then. Right. And he's the first guy ever, not even Harley Ray said to me. He said, just shut up and listen to me out there. And then he said, Let, he looked at me in front of him, we call it Gorilla. Right. In front of Vince, the whole place is sold out. Shut up and listen to me. And uh, no, see, I could have gone on. The, they offered me to be the main event with right. Sean at there, but I said it's got to be the world title. So I missed that one opportunity. Right. That, I mean, Vince, Vince has treated me like gold. I mean. Right. Um, anyway, um, and he just, he, he worked for both of us. Right. He did all my spots. <laughs> he took a slam off the top. Of our, I was dying. Wow. Yeah. How did your wrestling career impact your kids and your relationship with your kids? In Korea? No, your kids, your wrestling oh, career. My because you're on the road. You said you yeah, have been. I never saw him. Yeah, and I never expected my, when I got divorced, I never expected Leslie to move to Minneapolis. So one place NWA didn't go. So I think I only got to see him in the summer for a month. Did they, did they hold that against you? I think they did then. But I'm I'm just still I'm so close to both my daughters. You know? Right. It's it, it, you know, you look at life at the end of the day and you go. This is another saying that we say. Well, when you're 50, if you have five friends, you're lucky, right? Right. I'm 74. I've got 10. And I just made. I mean, I got 50, and right. I just made another one today. Right. And I'll be texting you every time I see you. Tell <laughs> that guy, thanks, Stephen A. <laughs> Your daughter said. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Instead of time, he would bring me back like 16, 20 Cabbage Patch kids at a time. Yeah. Because you understood what it was going to take to get for them to live the type of lifestyle kids don't understand it mm-hmm. kids don't understand like they have no sense of money and what it takes to go to those private schools and to get whatever they want to get you understood it they want time and i think now as they're much older they understood yes what you were doing yeah so do, the, do your daughters have kids of their own my like, oldest one does yeah my yeah. oldest one not yet yeah she's right she's right in the peak of her career right so you i know, know i, I I, you know, I, one, well, I don't know. I, I, th- I think she's trying, but she's so damn good at what she does. Right. I mean, you've seen her, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you think that's what she, how did, when did, she, when did she tell you, like, Dad, I want to wrestle? It, it, she never even thought, she never even watched it. I mean, she came to see me, but she didn't watch wrestling. She was right. watching Grey's Anatomy or, um, <laughs> you watching other things other yeah, than all, wrestling. All that stuff, right? And, uh, um, but we were in Miami for the Hall of Fame, and one of the guys that worked in the office mm-hmm. looked at her and said, "Why don't you? Why don't you? Uh, why aren't you in the wrestling business?" Because she's a world class athlete, right? Um, and uh, she looked at him and said, "I don't know." And she got up and walked away, and I just I watched her walk around the room. <laughs> I knew what was coming next. She walked over and sat down next to me. Dad, you think I could do that? And my exact words were, as I'm sure you could, but why do you want to? Right. And in June, she was in Tampa. Wow. No, that was April. In Ju- July, she was in Tampa. Wow. But so, but you never tried to push, you never tried to sway them no. either to do it or not to do no. it. No, no. 
that was going to be their decision and whatever they decided. Mm-hmm. Your son's death. Yeah, she 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 actually fulfilled his dream. That's kind of our. You found him. Uh-huh. You found your son, correct? Yes. So, because he was going to be the wrestler, he was going to follow in daddy's footsteps. He was going to take on the flair lineage and keep this thing going. How, how did that impact you, Rick? Killed me. Did you know he was dealing with these demons? He'd been life support four other times. Oh, man. Four other times. You try to get him help, stays clean for months. Ten, ten, ten rehab centers. Nine or ten. I think it's ten. But everywhere from Phoenix to Colorado. One time he lost complete, complete. Yeah. He used up his right leg at the Redison of Colorado where he was mountain climbing in a rehab facility. Mm-hmm. The last time before he died, his oxygen level, you know, the thing to put everybody right, mm-hmm. was at 42. The doctor called me and said, when I call the minister, when he wakes up, he'll be brain dead if he makes it. I said, yeah, and I went in the room and I went and told everybody, he woke up, nothing wrong. Wow. The doctor looked at me, he's an Indian doctor, right, from mm-hmm. India. I mean, Indian, he goes, you just saw, you just saw a miracle. I, I've never seen that, because your oxygen level just can't be that low. That low. For 24 hours. It can't be that low for five hours. Wow. And that's the guy's honest truth. So I was so upset with him because he wasn't drinking, but we found pills. I'm just glad I opened the door. I went and met my daughter and I said, I'm just gonna leave Reed home. And I went and opened the door. And it's like the same thing, you know, I've seen them in purple and they come and shoot them with Narcon and the same cops, same fire crew, I mean, Charlotte's a small town. And they came and I walked out in the hall and the guy said, hey, he said he didn't make it. I walked across the street to a bar. I got the truth. And I just drank for five years. You blamed yourself? Yep. Why? Because you don't think you were a father, you were more of a friend? Yes. What could you have done differently, Rick? I don't know. I traveled the world with them. I took them to Japan and Europe. And we traveled together. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what could have been different. Except, you know, that's one of the all these guys. So, so, it's so easy for these doctors to say, you got to let them bottom out, kick them to the curb. Right. right? And I just could not know. You could not. I could not know. Not, died. I wasn't there because I kicked them out. Right. Then I can't imagine how someone would feel in that situation. 
Right. You know, you're not welcome here. You can't come home. You're kicked out. And the next day he's dead. Right. I don't know what's worse. You never turned your back on him? Never. I mean, but that has to make you feel good. You were fighting for You was fighting for him to the very end. Yeah. Well, you you find out heroin is not is not an addiction to disease. Right. But he was doing so good. He just come back. He'd come back from Japan. I brought him back to take him to WrestleMania to watch Ashley debut. And uh, we were leaving Wendy and I. And Wendy was with me. We were leaving. And I got them two gigs that weekend before WrestleMania mm-hmm. for fifteen hundred dollars a night to wrestle, make right. some money while I was here. And uh, that was it. How's your health? Great. I mean, I, you, you, your kidneys failed. You placed in a medically induced coma, and you told us earlier they had for six months. You didn't remember anything. Back. Back. Nothing. But you're good. But you're good now. You healthy Perfect. as a horse. Yep. <laughs> so what's it like to be a grandfather? You guys, you say yeah. you have grandkids now. Yeah. yeah, I only get to see the one a lot. The other ones um, are in, in Minneapolis. My oldest granddaughter is fabulous. Yeah, she's in. She comes to visit, and she's a uh, sophomore at, uh, at Alabama. Right. Of all places. <laughs> <laughs> marriage. You believe in marriage, not dating. You like, hey. Met your beautiful wife, Wendy. Yeah. You lost a lot of money through divorces, though, Rick. Yeah. And attorneys. And attorneys, yeah. <laughs> and the IRS. You gotta put, you know, when the wives, when the wives won't sign the, won't sign the returns, then they get away with it. Right. Know, what can you do? Are you, you interested in having any more kids? I see Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and they're older than you. <laughs> Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> Wendy's got four. Wendy's Wendy's four. Wendy gave us the sign off camera like, uh-uh. Got four. <laughs> yeah, Wendy's kids are my kids. Yeah, by, by her first marriage. Right. I've been with them for 13 years now. Wow. So what sports? What's your favorite sport? Outside of wrestling, what's your favorite sport to watch? Oh, NFL and football. Who's your favorite player? My favorite player right now in the league, Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron. You love? I hope he comes back. Right. I, I mean, I hope the Jets can come back. I don't want to see him get hurt again. Right. But I, 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 I just, I can't get over the the, the way he has that. I mean, that quick release. He didn't have it, and I mean, it's accurate and right. Strong. I, I guess my favorite player right now, I love Travis Kelsey. Um, I like. I've never met Patrick Mahomes, but um, met Travis. I'm really, I'll tell you, I'm really happy for the the Tua kid. Yeah, Tua. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because I, last year that was yeah. just horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. When he's having a hell of a year. Yeah, he's having an unbelievable year. There's a lot of parity in the league. That game, that game tonight's a big game. A big game. Yeah. So who, who, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the NBA? You play for the Ravens, right? I played for the Ravens. Yeah. Won the Super Bowl in 2000. With with John. No, no, uh, Bill, Bill. Billich, uh, Brian Billick. With Brian the Billick, yes. yeah. He was in Minnesota. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. yes. Yep. Who you got winning the Super Bowl? Um. Well, just because it's so damn entertaining, I hope Dallas <laughs> gets beat 
<laughs> oh, you want to get because Stephen A. If Dallas win the Super Bowl, Stephen A. gonna have to take off for like a month. I know he won't feel out on TV. <laughs> you won't let him. <laughs> I'll be sitting in that chair of the cold. Yeah, no, but it's so entertaining. I mean, I look for that, and and it's and he's so he's he's got a gift. Yeah, he's got a gift, yeah. and he can give it and take it. So, um, um. Oh, I really like Philadelphia. I'm really happy. I'm really happy for that kid from Hurts. Uh, Hurts, uh, yeah, the one yeah. who transferred to Oklahoma and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he's really playing well. He's playing unbelievable with a bad wheel. So. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just I love the event. Yes. I, I don't have a favorite this year, really. What football player, or basketball player is like Ric Flair? If you had to say who embodies your personality. Well, he's really slowed down a lot now by LT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was running around with LT right. when he had that, that, yes. that nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> with him to 3 a.m. at LT's. He came to see me wrestle yeah. in the Meadowlands. He was driving that blue Jaguar. I went one way, he went the other. The next day, he had three sacks. He, he, it was over 4 o'clock in the morning, and he had three sacks. <laughs> oh, he was unbelievable. His, this story. Yeah. LeBron, you love LeBron. I do. Jordan and LeBron, best player. Who you got? I got LeBron. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what else he can do. Wow. And, and you know, I mean, I, were you, I'm not sure if you were part of that debate or not when he said that the, the, everybody's already saying that Miami made his career. Right. I don't, I, I don't know necessarily. Think, I think wherever he would have gone, I mean, you look at him now. I mean, he defies everything. Yeah. I think the thing is that individually, but I don't think we're going to look at him the same individually yeah. if he doesn't have those championships. We oh, can't. sure. I know. That, that, that's, that, that yeah. was my argument. People are like saying, oh, you tried to say he was going up. No, I'm saying we're not looking at him through the same lens and, because he has two regular season MVPs yeah. and two finals MVPs. You can't say, well, if he went, he went to Miami for a reason. Yeah. There was a very specific reason yes. that he went to Miami. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I do believe individually, but I don't think we're going to look at him through the same lens yeah. as we look at him now. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's just it's just unbelievable. I, I I mean, I love Michael Jordan. Who doesn't, right? Right. Uh, and Barry, you talk about that, uh, that documentary they did. The Last, Last Dance, Dance. Yeah. yeah. He was intense. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm real close to Dennis. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> um that that was phenomenal. I mean, I, right. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but he's an intense guy too. Michael yeah. didn't mind screaming. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see that in LeBron. I don't see LeBron screaming at guy. Nah, he's not. He, that's that's not the way he leads. Yeah. Not to say there's something wrong with someone else leading that way. Yeah. But that's just not the way he yeah. chooses to lead. There's a video of Mike Sean Michaels telling you, "I love you" before kicking you. <laughs> that meme. So, have you seen it? Yes. How would Ric Flair have done? In the 70s, 80s, and 90s with social media. Huh. <laughs> we, you'd be over in San Quentin doing the interview. <laughs> Isn't San Quentin in California? It is. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> you, you, you already know the answer to that. <laughs> You've heard the stories. <laughs> what does it mean to be in the Hall of Fame? And many say you're the greatest wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the longevity. But because of what you meant to the sport, the way you carried the sport, 
the way the sport, the way people, when they think of wrestling, they're not going to be but a hand, if they're any, going to get mentioned before yours. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. Being inducted in the Hall of Fame was, was a, uh, you, you know the story, I, I talked for like 45 minutes and I couldn't, I just had to thank everybody. And right. In my life, my career has been so long. Right. And I left some people out, I mean, but, but I was trying to get everybody in. And I, and I ended up, it never, it never, it was wonderful, it was tremendous. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Hall of Fame is, Depends. you know, well, I mean, it was sold out. I think it was the first time they ever went to a big venue. And you don't, you don't know what to expect. Because Orlando was a town I wrestled in, but um, I didn't know what the crowd would be. It was like, the whole weekend was magical. And then the, the, the next day they did that tribute to me. And I, and the day after I left, I went on a cruise and I was lost. Wow. On Tuesday I was lost. Nowhere to go to. No one asked about the ratings. <laughs> yeah, you know how it works, right? Like, yes. You know, yes. Like I'm back in the business now, right? Right. And every segment I'm on, right? I'm just like I did my whole career. You can't wait till five o'clock. Right. Till the rating comes out and what your segment did. Right. Your quarter hour. Right. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. It's what, it's what we live for. Yeah. We, we pride ourselves on that. Rick. Thank you for giving me some uh, some of your time. I really appreciate it. It's an you, honor. Sir. I'm honored. You on Club Shay Shay. Thank you, sir. Nature boy, Rick Flair. Thank you. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.